Hey, what's up, you guys? Yes. yes. Back at it again with another podcast. podcast. I'm Dion. And I'm Michaela. And this is Much, Much Love. All right. I hope that you guys liked last week's episode where we read or answered questions from 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think. We're going to go back to that book more often. Yeah. Maybe look up more prompts. But that reminded me of Have you heard of the Mariko Aoki phenomenon? No, not yet. Okay, let me, t- let me tell you about it. <laughs> It was coined from Japan. It basically means when you enter a bookstore, it's a phenomenon of having to poop. You go into Barnes and Noble and then suddenly you have the urge to poo. The thing is, I had this sensation before I learned what the phenomenon was. So it wasn't something that I was doing subconsciously after I learned about the phenomenon. It was just something that always happened to me. Has it happened to you? No, but I think when I get constipated or something like that, I'll try to go to the bookstore more often <laughs> no i i don't know if it's true but it just always happens to me because i have a friend who like really likes to read and she always goes to a bookstore but it never happens to her but for some reason it always happens to me because you're the main character oh it's my main character moment thank you <laughs> yeah and speaking of bookstores i used to like spend most of my time in bookstores trying to read books or like trying to find my geronimo stilton books or like percy jackson books and i think that's one of the places i've outgrew Mm -hmm. because now you know i I try to find time to read books and try to find that same enjoyment as i did when i was a kid but it's kind of hard now with our busy schedules and you know assigned readings that take away from that enjoyment yeah honestly like i wasn't that big of a reader when i when i was younger i feel like my attention span was so bad you could probably equate my attention span to that of like probably a dog one time at um dunkin donuts i was talking to my coworkers and i stopped mid-sentence because i saw a squirrel outside because the squirrel was like digging through the trash cans and they were my coworkers are laughing at me so much because they're like oh my god michaela's like a dog she got distracted by a squirrel you're like doug from up yeah oh my god i am doug <laughs> so i think i grew into bookstores i grew mm. to love and appreciate them because when i was younger i did not even bat an eye towards bookstores because it was so disinteresting to me but now whenever i see like a used bookstore i go in there and just look around even if i don't buy anything i think it's so cool to just be in there even though it makes me poo it's okay yeah like you were saying you outgrew bookstores like Mm -hmm. we definitely outgrow places and that's what we're going to be talking about this episode just outgrowing things outgrowing places people environments habits thoughts so i guess starting with outgrowing places i feel like i've outgrown my hometown Mm. i grew up in the bay area i'm still in the bay area (laughs) uh (laughs) i talked about in the college episode like i had the chance to leave and i didn't a part of me is kind of regretful for not leaving but of course at the time i wasn't ready so i don't beat myself up for it but now i feel more than ready to just get up and go and don't get me wrong i definitely really appreciate growing up in the bay area because of the culture and the different types of people that i've come across Mm -hmm. and there's so much i guess depth in the bay area in the art scene music um all of that stuff but i feel like i've seen everything that i need to see and even in like my hometown everyone knows everyone like everyone is connected in some way or another and like sometimes it's nice but other times 
sometimes there are certain areas in the bay in the bay area that i don't go to because i have a feeling that i'm gonna run into certain people there like people i went to high school with something like that and i just know that i'm probably gonna see them so i don't like going to these areas or i already know what i like and i don't like here and i'm ready for something new yeah if that makes sense it's like i'm itching to like get out of this place yeah i felt that there are some aspects of my life or like stages of my life wherein i outgrow like the environments that i'm in i can't pack up and leave this country right now but it's just like even in the smallest things like where my bed is or like like my room design and everything like that sometimes i like to change things up see where you know i can change my room in a bit to symbolize or kind of represent that i'm going through a new stage in my life and Mm -hmm. as small as that sounds like it it makes a big difference to me because it's like when you outgrow these places and you have no control over if you can leave or stay the things that you can control like it gives like that breath of fresh air Mm -hmm. to you i oh my goodness dion like i (laughs) definitely agree with that because when i was going through it and i felt stuck in my hometown i would cry to my mom about it like tell her i want to leave i i need to get out of here like i'm scared in the place that i'm supposed to call home i'm scared of seeing certain people i'm scared of going certain places like i don't want to be here and i remember like crying like i want to leave and because of that that's the reason why i spent a month in seattle over the (laughs) summer because i was like i don't want to be here anymore at least like in the bay area i want to be alive sorry um (laughs) but because like i was in school so i had to stay in the bay area Mm -hmm. but i did change my room like i completely renovated it like i built a new bed frame i built the desk i put new shelves i put plants in i put a bookshelf and i turned my room into like a place that i love being in Mm because when i think about it like especially when we were doing class online i would spend a lot of time in my room not only studying but going to class and like relaxing so i tried to make my room my sanctuary yeah and like your room is your literal sanctuary it's like your best friend it's with you when you wake up in the morning and it's with you when you like can't sleep at night so it's just it needs to be that comforting environment in order for you to feel comfortable if you don't like where you are then it kind of reflects on the inside as well yeah it definitely has an effect on you if you don't like where you are (laughs) i was gonna say back in high school one of my closest friends like we met in kindergarten she was in the process of renovating her room and i asked her why are you renovating your room isn't your room already nice she's just like um i realized i don't like my room right now i don't like being in it so i might as well change it into a place that i like being in Mm -hmm. and when i heard that back in high school i was like that doesn't make any sense (laughs) but now i completely understand her and where she's coming from oh and when i was renovating my room i bought all of the furniture myself and i i would go on like target runs and when i was buying my desk it was like on an upper shelf target you need to rethink your organizational process of your aisles especially with your heavier items because the shelf started where my neck is and they put the desks on there Mm -hmm. and it was like deconstructed in a box and i thought oh i can just grab the box and i pulled it i was like oh damn this is kind of heavy i can do it though i can do it though so then i was pulling the desk out and it was like above my heads or like kind of upwards so i didn't have that much control and then Mm -hmm. i when i pulled it out it was really top heavy so then i fell in the in the aisle with like this i would estimate 80 pound close to 100 pound desk that fell nearly on top of me Mm -hmm. no one saw but whoever was watching the security footage gave them a good laugh and on the topic of like redecorating your rooms and everything i usually use pinterest for almost 
everything since I like to visualize stuff. I like to see what my own aesthetics are. And I usually have visual boards for each year. Mm. I name it as like, you got this or like, thank you for this or something yeah. like that. Just to like kind of be thankful for what I have, but also look forward to what motivates me and what inspires me. And so whenever I look through those visual boards in my Pinterest, I kind of see like where I started from and where I am now because looking through each year like I have these things that I wanted to to gain or these motivations or these goals that I wanted to have like a nice apartment or you know like a job or anything like that thinking back to where my visual boards were like I used to fill those all with like you know these women working or like these cute aesthetics of apartments and now that I have what I have it's nice to look back on it it's nice to see like these things that I've achieved but also outgrown out of mm -hmm. I see what you mean I I wish I got into like Pinterest because mm -hmm. so many people have like Pinterest boards and it, it's a good way to like organize your thoughts kind of mm. but I just never got into it and now maybe I should maybe you just inspired me <laughs> <laughs> it's nice it's nice to think about it but also see it yeah that like near the tail end of what you were saying reminded me of like it's kind of the reason why I journal mm. you know I started journaling consistently journaling started like end of 2020 I feel like it was a habit that was hard to pick up for me because it would always be on and off like yeah. you don't even know how many journals like I bought and did not finish like i probably wasted so much money on that i just decided you know what i'm gonna do it and it was a habit that i picked up and i think i'm on my third journal right now i've completely finished two journals and i'm halfway through my third one and sometimes i just pick up my old journals and i open them and i read them mm -hmm. to see where i was before and compare it to like where i am now and i maybe i can't visualize it as well as like a pinterest board but i can see like the goals that i wanted and like what i was struggling through what i what i was celebrating at the time and like seeing where i am now yeah it's, it's very humbling to see from your start to your finish or like to your ending um because sometimes like we kind of take things for granted when you feel stuck in life or anything like that it feels a little bit hopeless yeah. in a way when you can't like control things but then having these you know resources these journals or like pinterest boards that we can look back to mm -hmm. it really reminds us that like you know what we were at that time where we wanted that and now we have it mm -hmm. and things are just gonna go uphill from there yeah it's important to have like outlets yeah for um your frustrations and also your successes i was gonna say that i used to journal only when bad things were happening because i feel like that's when i needed it most which makes sense to just like write it down but then when i would look back at it before i would only see the sad parts of my life yeah. my one friend said to me before she said say the hard things write the good things and i was like wait Wait, that is such an amazing thing because of course you have to say the hard things like of course get it out of your system but then write down the good things because why would you want to memorialize only mm. the hardships wait i really like that yeah i know right i'm gonna tattoo that <laughs> <laughs> whoa don't tempt me with another one my mom will not like that yeah so now even on my hard days i try to write about good things because like you said when you're really going through it and you feel helpless and stuck it's hard to see anything else but the 
things that are going wrong mm -hmm. but when you take the time to really sit down and write down the things that did go well in your day or the things that you are still grateful for regardless of the bad things that are going on in your life it can shift your perspective just a little bit mm -hmm. but that's all you need to really kickstart the momentum to go upward that was nice to hear because i would try to attempt journaling so many times but then i would only like as you said i would only write down or like journal when i am going through like the hard stuff mm -hmm. and i guess like it, it it was a nice outlet at that time but you know like i would always think like oh if i'm having a good day like what am i gonna put like oh today was good but that's mm -hmm. all i can say because it, it's very hard to express or conceptualize like your happiness yeah because it's like you don't know like from where it's like really stemming from unlike when you're sad you're just like i'm sad because this happened you know mm -hmm. I, I was thinking that when i had my therapist because mm -hmm. then i would have some bad days but then when i did have the good days i would just kind of be silent during my sessions or be like um i don't know what to say because mm -hmm. i'm just I, I was just very like happy yeah and so like i i think we need to be able to visualize or conceptualize more of our own happiness in a way and so that's i think that's where journaling really helps in that yeah i think especially when like you're saying when you have a good day what was it i was having dinner with two of my oldest friends i was talking about like journaling with them and they both said oh yeah i really want to get into it mm -hmm. and they both said that when they have good days they don't write about it and then i told them why don't you want to remember the good days mm -hmm. and they're like i don't know i when i have a good day i just want to say i have a good day but what about it you know so it's good to reflect about the good days too and express your gratitude on paper mm -hmm. for it because when you look back at it you're like wow i was so grateful that i had this small conversation with this person or got to spend a few hours with this person or got to spend time with myself today because of course the good days accumulate but then you kind of forget the specifics of each moment and sometimes it's also good to reflect on what you're looking forward to like even the small things sometimes they make a list of like okay what am i looking forward to this month you know when i know things are gonna happen that's what therapy was for me maybe <laughs> maybe she got it from you because she would always be like okay that's good we should celebrate the good things and then like by the end of it she like prompts a question what are you looking forward to this week and then i would have to think about it oh really yeah maybe i should be a therapist yeah oh i'll pay you <laughs> But that reminded me, I think we talked about this before, but in one of my philosophy classes, we were talking about memory mm -hmm. and how every time we revisit a memory, we alter it in some way. And the only way to really remember a moment for what it was is to either take a picture or video of it, because in those ways, the documentation of it doesn't change. And just stemming from that, he said that when we take a picture of something, we should throw, like not throw away, but sometimes when we're just so happy in the moment, we should just take a picture no matter how on instagram worthy it is no matter how ugly it is even if it's just of a random object who cares because you will know and understand why you took that picture you're like oh i took mm -hmm. a picture of this water bottle because in this moment i was having such a great conversation with someone and i was so happy that i just wanted to remember that moment yeah so there's a bunch of pic like random pictures on my phone mm -hmm. of like a sunset or a plant or just like a random item but i i know what they mean even though 
though to other people it may just seem just like a regular picture because when it's in those pictures it remains that that happiness or that happy moment remains yeah. and it's it's nice to think about it because mm-hmm. sometimes things do change and when you do look back in these photos like hopefully you still get that same happy feeling i think one of the hardest growing pains is when we outgrow people i think that is a change that i resist a lot mm-hmm. i'm also a taurus moon <laughs> so maybe that is why i really do not like change and my best friend always says that i'm really really stubborn so maybe that's where i get it from but i've never really enjoyed outgrowing people even when i know that it's best for me to just leave because it no longer serves me one of the best examples of this for me was with one of my childhood friends went to kindergarten together all the way up to high school and, and we were close up until like the middle of high school but then we kind of just like stopped talking mm-hmm. nothing happened no drama happened it, it just kind of was how it was and i always thought about it like oh i feel like we could have still been good friends if we just tried a little harder and my mom always told me like you're fine without her it's fine like don't think about it too much just keep going and then recently this year i ran into her and i wasn't gonna go up and say hi but then i thought if someone who used to know me saw me i would hope that they would come up and say hi and so i did i did go up and say hi to her and we had a conversation for a little bit and after i left the conversation i felt weird i don't know how to describe it but i don't think i'm a very hard person to talk to I really don't think that I'm a hard person to talk to. But that conversation was so hard for me. I felt like I was forcing myself to hold a conversation with this person. And I felt like I didn't know who I was talking to. And I think in that moment, it clicked in my head that, whoa, we are completely different people now. And we have very different views in life. And that's okay. You know, like I said, there was no falling out. We're just different people. We grew into different people with different values and different perspectives. And that is okay. That makes me really sad. (laughs) oh why no i would if you didn't if you can see us i was just like nodding my head to everything Mm -hmm. michaela was saying i can relate to you because it's like i hate change i hate like not knowing what's going to happen or like just being so the the unsurety of everything Mm -hmm. scares me and i think that's one of my biggest fears and uh, like with these relationships it's kind of bittersweet because as you said like there's no catalyst to that moment there's no fight there's no argument it's just these two people that used to be entangled together just outgrew each other they went their separate ways and you never know when the last phone call would be you never know when like the last text messages of like hey what's up it's very saddening in my heart because i'm also sensitive (laughs) and so when these relationships are just taken away like just like that in an instant when you know you you've known each other for so long Mm -hmm. it sucks and it's bittersweet because you don't really realize that you're growing apart that yo yeah. that's the craziest part because like it's happening and you don't even realize it it's mm-hmm. happening right under your nose and there's nothing you can do to stop it yeah so it's just like one by one or like little by little you just grow apart like you stop hanging out you stop mm-hmm. like replying to your text messages like instantly and like next thing you know you're just like maybe walking down the street or like looking at your snapchat memories 
and then you realize, wait, I haven't talked to this person in such a long time. Snapchat memories are brutal. It's yeah. brutal out there. <laughs> it's brutal in Snapchat memories. Like when I had to basically erase someone from my life, mm -hmm. the hardest part was going through all of my Snapchat memories and deleting all of the snaps that they were in. And I was like, honestly, I could have just made a new Snapchat account at this yeah. point. <laughs> I almost cried right there when you were <laughs> No, I was tearing up, but then I was like, no, I'm talking, I can't. No, when you were saying, like, you don't know when the last phone call is gonna be, mm -hmm. I remember a moment when I knew it was the last phone call, and I shut my laptop, and I had to sit there, and I was like, this that was it mm -hmm. that was it and um i think sometimes you don't know that you're growing apart with someone but then i feel like it's a gradual thing it's never like overnight it's always like a very gradual thing and you then you start to notice that like what the other person does starts to irritate you or bother you for some reason you don't know why they've always done it but now it's just off-putting to you yeah and or maybe their tone is different and you start to wonder is did something change with them did you change is like how you're perceiving them different and like you start to overanalyze everything and then once you realize what's going on there's nothing you can do to stop it because it's too late because you've already grown into different people this reminds me of the movie eternal sunshine of the spotless mind because um is that one, is that the one with jim carrey yes I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. You have to. Well, okay, maybe spoiler. I'm not gonna spoil it because I want you to watch it. Mm -hmm. But it basically has to do with memories and, you know, like erasing someone from your memories. And his character, I just feel so tormented for him because it's like, it's like grasping for something that's not solid mm -hmm. anymore. And it feels like so suffocating as if like, I don't even know what to like explain how to explain it but it just feels mm -hmm. like you'd have no control over it the hardest thing is like when you try to save it yeah it just feels like you're trying to grasp onto water mm -hmm. and you just feel it slipping through your fingers and there's nothing you can do and the more that you panic the the faster you drown basically the faster it goes down and um what was it when i was so basically i realized i outgrew a person and i had to like cut ties completely and a few months later i got the pattern do you know the app yeah the pattern app. yeah i got that and there's this aspect of the app that shows your timing because there's different like phases in your life and different timings and this timing was like called transformations and or relationship transformations and in this time it said that like the foundation of what i thought was will be pulled from under me mm -hmm. and the outcome is not in my control and that's exactly how it felt when i was um growing going through those growing pains of outgrowing someone or having outgrown someone and trying to still fit into that mold old um and yeah i think i agree with you that it is one of the most helpless feelings and most frustrating things because it's like you know what you're trying to save but you're no longer those people anymore so it reminds me of this quote that i heard once you start thinking about the beginning that's how you know you've reached the end and by that they mean like ah, oh, i wish i wish things were like how they were before like what happened to you you used to never be like this in the beginning and it's just like once you start thinking in that type of mindset that's how you know you've reached the end of whatever relationship you're in because if feels like when you have these people in your life it's like a habit yes yeah so like every morning you would text them every like single day or something like that there's some kind of interaction mm -hmm. that's built up over those years so it feels like in a way it's like addiction in a way it is addiction <laughs> 
I totally agree. You know, I suck at responding to texts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me like three business days on that stuff. When there's someone that you that has turned into a habit, mm-hmm. it's so hard to break that habit or addiction. It's like, um, I don't know if all of y'all have gone through a breakup, but a part of you always wants to go crawling back yeah. or like wanting to like text them or like hit them up because it's like that sense of addiction. You don't know what life is like without them and you're scared to know. So you just want to go back to what's comfortable even though it's bad for you so i do agree with you when you say that it's like addiction ah what you said earlier is still on my mind that like oh my god dion just showed me the time and it's 222 if you guys don't know what 222 means it means intuition um we can talk about angel numbers another time but what dion said earlier about how when someone is part of your daily routine it's hard to break it because when someone is always was part of your every day when you text them every day or snap them or send them tiktoks or send them posts no matter what the interaction is to some suddenly just like have to cut them off cold turkey especially is so difficult because you go from like seeing this person every day no matter if it's just like a text or a call to like not knowing what they're up to whatsoever it, it kind of kills you because then you're forced to try and fill in the blanks and you wonder oh, are they thinking about me what are they doing right now do they even miss me and it sucks it really really sucks but and everyone around you is going to tell you that no communication is like the best way and you're not going to want to listen to them you are not going to want to listen to them but i think deep down everyone knows that it's the best way i told some people like some of my friends this that i feel like everyone knows what they need to do for themselves like they know what they need to do do to help themselves but rarely does that align with what we want to do Mm -hmm. and it's only in those few cases that what we need and what we want align and are the same thing but usually what we need is a lot harder from what we want it's comfortable being there you know like because when you go cold turkey it's like what is this mad lips game of life kind of thing Like, without any of that communication, it just makes you think about them even more. Mm-hmm. And this is for, like, the people that you've really grown with, you know? That's yeah. embedded in your everyday life. Because then, when they were still in your life, you you had something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And without it, it's just, like... It feels lonely. Yeah. yeah, and I think in those moments, you only remember the good times, and you forget about all the bad times that led up to it. Mm-hmm. So, it's very skewed what you were saying about comfort Mm -hmm. i definitely resonated with because i think we always go back to what we're comfortable with because we feel safe secure and stable but comfort doesn't always ensure stability though you know because that's all we know all we know is the comfort of like the person's presence or what they can bring to us but it doesn't mean that it's what's best for us i think sometimes comfort can become toxic Mm -hmm. in a way it may like inhibit growth if that makes sense because sometimes you really have to step outside of your comfort zone to really grow to your potential i think that sometimes we have to be put through uncomfortable situations to really turn into the people that we are meant to be yeah at least through those painful experiences at least we would have grown you are where you are now because of the uncomfortable choices you had to make in life but also i think i wanted to i mean like it's easy to say you're gonna get up and leave out of this uncomfortable situation or 
or you know because you've outgrown each other you'll just end off all communications but as you said there are some things wherein we know we need to do it but we Mm -hmm. don't want to do it and i think you need to give yourself some gentleness within that process as well because only you know what you're feeling and obviously as long as you kind of acknowledge that this is not the situation or the place you want to be then it's up to you it's on your own accord to go through that uncomfortable process but you don't have to rush yourself if others tell you Mm -hmm. to do so you know yeah because at the end of the day it's your decision um it's on your own time Mm -hmm. to don't let anyone influence your decision but i do agree that like people are stubborn and want to stick with what they know but if you try to save a relationship or a friendship and try to mold it into what it was before when it is no longer that i don't know like i feel like you're just gonna be wasting your time yeah not only your time but their time as well because like there's two people in any type of connection and i guess how much of yourself are you willing to sacrifice because it's your time how much of your growth are you willing to put on pause just for one person who's no longer good for you by olivia rodrigo period (laughs) happy and healthy Oh, what I like to tell myself whenever I go through hard moments or uncomfortable situations. The first one that I thought of is whenever we reach our lowest points or it feels like a nosedive to our lowest points, it just builds momentum to shoot us back up to our highest peaks. Mm -hmm. So just know that the hardships aren't for nothing. Oh, and the other quote that I that I thought of was, I think I saw it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It says that the moon has to go through moments of emptiness to become full again. Isn't that such a nice one? Because it goes the home. new moon to full moon. It's almost a new moon, so. Oh, wait, this will be posted after the new moon. Never <laughs> mind. <laughs> Oh, one last thing before we wrap up is that when I was reflecting about like outgrowing certain relationships, it reminded me of like, you know, when you were younger, you had like go your go-to pair of shoes or like your favorite shirt, like you would always wear them, but then eventually like you outgrew them. The shoes didn't fit anymore. The shirt got too small and eventually you had to pack it up and either donate it or give it away or throw it away. I think the same goes for the different types of relationships in our life whether it be romantic platonic maybe even familial who knows but like i think that we have to go through our closet of relationships sometimes and look at the ones that still fit us the ones we've outgrown and the ones that we're growing into because we always meet new people you know yeah and i think that's a really nice analogy that i thought of a few months ago i just wanted to share it so all you guys listening go through your closet of relationships and figure that out for yourself change is hard but that's why we have the season yeah and after winter there do be summer wait it's spring (laughs) never mind after winter is spring right (laughs) um it is yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, let's just stick with that we'll stick with that answer thank you for tuning in to this week's episode we hope that you guys enjoyed our conversation and we hope to see you guys next week as well yeah and as we always say take what resonates leave what doesn't much Much love love. Dion and Michaela.